It's the middle of the college football season, and it's time for a mid-season stock report. Whose grades are up since the start of the year? Who has lost value since the preseason? We're going to go over all of it. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday. Coming up on today's show, we're going to look at every team in the Big Ten midway through the season and try to evaluate where they stand compared to where we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Who's overperformed? Who's underperformed? We're going to give every single team a look here on the program. And also later on, with a big former college coach out of the NFL. Could it be Matt Rule's destination, the Big Ten? We'll find out. Before we get to any of that, though, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And thanks to LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get into the thick of things here in the Big Ten. But before that, the biggest news from the day. Big Ten Media Days wrapped up here today. It was a big week for basketball fans. We're going to be talking about it in depth with Jacob Rude tomorrow, as the Hoosiers are the top-ranked preseason team in Big Ten basketball. We'll get his thoughts on that and everything else that went on in Minneapolis this week. Let's get into the biggest teams in the Big Ten who have been successes, though, to start off the show. The teams whose stock is rising since the start of the season. I want to start at the very top, the Ohio State Buckeyes, because there was not hardly any room for this team's stock to get better. And yet, somehow, Ohio State has found a way. The Buckeyes are now, if you didn't know, the betting favorites to win the college football playoff. They've passed Alabama. They've passed Georgia. They've done it because they haven't messed up yet. And beyond not messing up, they've really, really dominated everybody. Ohio State has not looked poor in pretty much any of its games, save the first half against Notre Dame, maybe. The Buckeyes have been electrically good on offense and have shown on defense that perhaps they have enough to run with all those great defenses around the country that will be there in the college football playoff, too. So as far as the Buckeyes go, you have a team that was already at the top and just got that much better. They, in my opinion, have gone over that final step you need to if you're like an every year contender, like Ohio State is. The Buckeyes, if you ask me, they're now like the favorite favorite to win it all. I think they should be, at least right now, the number one team in the country. They're not going to be, I don't think, anytime soon as long as teams keep winning, but As it stands, Alabama has messed up. They had a tough one against Texas. Georgia had a close call. Ohio State just hasn't had that. They have been the definitive better team in every game they've played. The offense is living up to what we saw from them in the preseason with all the polling and preseason awards that team is getting. I don't think there's anywhere further up to go for Ohio State. 
but I think you have to acknowledge that Ohio State certainly has just stepped it up a notch with what they have done on the field. If you want to argue that team is just super talented and hasn't gotten any that much better from what we knew at the beginning, that's fine. But I feel like I just got to respect what Ohio State has done in in a world where Alabama and Georgia are running things over the past few years. The Buckeyes have been able to break through and have been able to stay with them every step of the way. I think that's impressive, and I think even this year is another level of that. So that's why I have them in my risers category. Next school, Penn State. Penn State came into this season having no idea what to expect, I don't think. I feel like the fans were optimistic and thought, all right, we can do this, and Penn State was just outside of the top 25 going into things. But with what that team has done, especially with Sean Clifford not being any sort of special, really. He's shown his flashes, but he hasn't been any sort of quarterback where, like, at the beginning of the year I was saying he would be someone who made or broke the Penn State season. He hasn't been any sort of world beater out there. But Penn State is still winning its football games and still finding its way to get by everyone. Again, didn't look great against Purdue, and Purdue only looks decent now. And we'll see what happens this weekend against Michigan, for sure. But as far as teams that have bounced back and found that identity again, Penn State is it. Penn State is arguably second highest on my list of teams that have stock rising this season. Their stock may be up the second highest, I'd say, out of any team in the Big Ten. We'll get to highest in a second. Third team on my list of stock risers is Minnesota and the Golden Gophers. Minnesota, in my opinion, still favorites to win the West. I've been saying that. They look good on offense. The defense is top-notch again. They've got the complete package in a way that nobody else in that Western side of the Big Ten has even come close to showing, at least I think. I think they've got experience. I think they've got the head coach who has now had the time to build that culture into a team that can win close games and win all the games it needs to. Because we've seen Minnesota win some of these games before. The Gophers have the axe now after however long it was. Uh, The Gophers still waiting to beat Iowa. But it's a team that has shown the pieces pretty much the entire time P.J. Flex been there. But we're still kind of waiting for Minnesota to put it all together in one season. I think this could be the year that we end up seeing that happening. Final team on my list of Big Ten risers is Illinois and the Fighting Illini. This team, of course, is just blown by all expectations. Chase Brown is incredible. If he keeps playing like this, he will be the Big Ten running back of the year, which is a weird kind of thing to say when you have so many good and good returning running backs, too. But as far as an impact on a team, Chase Brown has absolutely carried Illinois to a few wins here this season. Tommy DeVito's been okay. The Illinois defense has held up when it's needed to. It's a team effort that gets you to this many wins early. But as far as what that team is, it is Chase Brown. If he has a bad day, Illinois is not going to do well. When he's running over everyone, as he has pretty much all season, that team's going to rock. And they're a top 25 team right now because they've earned it. And that, I think, is all, all because of what Chase Brown has been able to do there at Champaign. That's my list of risers. I have teams that are falling, which you probably already know a lot of the names, and then teams we're still not sure about, teams that are about what we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. We're going to get to that here in a minute on Locked On Big Ten. But before we do that, 
these days finding a new hire can be hard it's a lot of people working from home a lot of people not really making those same kind of in-person connections as they used to pre everything changing so if you want to go online to find your next big candidate now is the time to do it and there's no better place to do it than at linkedin jobs linkedin jobs has everything that you need from of course just linkedin the biggest professional social network in all of the world to also the biggest job networking out there as well. If you post a job to LinkedIn, you're looking at 40 million people out there looking at it every week. So head on over to linkedin.com slash locked on college to find the candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We've went over the risers, the teams that have been overperforming this season. Now let's get into the underperformers. This list is a lot easier to identify the teams on, no doubt about that. Let's start with the most recent of firings in the Big Ten, the Wisconsin Badgers. Jim Leonard is going to get a full audition here for this job, and he is an interim coach that I think deserves more credit than your average interim coach and deserves more respect throughout the rest of the season than your average interim coach. But let's be perfectly clear. There's a reason Paul Christ is no longer with this football team. The Wisconsin Badgers, one, had no business or interest, it seemed, in stopping Chase Brown in their game against Illinois, in which he got fired after. But also, Graham Mertz has just never been the quarterback that Wisconsin would have liked him to be. And if he had been, the Badgers would be in more Big Ten championship games. It, it was never that. He was never able to develop Wisconsin into the team that was, I guess, a serious, serious contender in the Big Ten in recent years, I mean. Yes, Wisconsin had good squads. Yes, Wisconsin is still Wisconsin. But as far as what that team's been recently, even when it was winning in the West, there was never any thought, I don't think, that that team was competing with the Ohio States and the Michigans out there. That's a problem that's probably a little bit bigger than just Wisconsin. But when it comes to what that team and that program's culture is and what was expected of Paul Christ, he failed and he ends up losing the job because of it. Was I surprised? Yes. Did I expect him to at least get to the end of the season being able to do what he was doing? Of course. But now that that job's open, it's kind of free reign here in Wisconsin. We'll talk later. Is there going to be a new permanent head coach at that position before by the end of the season? What ends up happening with what Wisconsin football is this year? What can we expect the rest of the way? I mean, Wisconsin's one of those teams where, alongside the other ones we're going to get to, more than anything, aside from their stock falling since the start of the season, I think we're still just really confused about what these teams can do. Because someone's got to win that Big Ten West, right? And as it stands, it's still entirely up for grabs. And a Wisconsin team that we still like think has talent, right? This was a preseason top 25 team. We think there's talent there. I have them as like one of my biggest disasters of the season so far in the Big Ten. But they could still be in Indianapolis. That's how weird this Big Ten West is. Let's move on to another Big Ten West team, not the last we'll hear about either. And of course nebraska cornhuskers uh nebraska has more so than wisconsin we don't need to go over nebraska's failures this season uh, scott frost out after three weeks 
That team is, again, somehow still in the Big Ten West hunt, but it's not looking like anything we had seen when we had preseason hopes of them winning the Big Ten West because they were good, not because everybody else was bad. Nebraska has to figure things out here soon. They're going to be my leading candidate for being able to land a guy like Matt Rule very soon. And I think that, at least for this season, that may be the only thing that can save him. Because you can give that team all the talent that it has. You can give Mickey Joseph a chance here to be able to work with it. But I see in Nebraska a team that's just too fractured to put together over the course of this season. I mean, this is what we were hoping Scott Frost had done throughout the offseason, right? Was be able to fix all of the kinks and things that were just bad about Nebraska last year and the reasons why they lost so many one-possession games. This was the stuff Scott Frost was supposed to fix in the offseason. Have this team ready to win the Big Ten West this year. It's clear that he didn't, and I think it's becoming clear that it's not possible to fix whatever's broken at Nebraska over the course of however many six, seven weeks are left before the end of their season. If Nebraska wins the Big Ten West, I would probably be the most surprised out of any of the teams that I had been considering at the start of the season. Maybe there were like five. I I think, yeah, there were five teams out of the seven I'd said could really, really win that West. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, and Nebraska. I think out of all those five, Nebraska would be the biggest surprise to still come out and win the West. They are the team that has probably fallen the furthest from the start of the season, but that's not saying anything bold by me. People have been saying that. Next team on my list is Michigan State, another candidate for highest fall from grace. I mean, this was a team that had the Big Ten or top 25 ranking into the season. And this is so surprising just because of how monumental the drop was for the Spartans' defense. I mentioned it going into last week. Michigan State can't stop anybody. If you've got somebody who does something good on offense, that player is going to be able to do it against these Spartans. Minnesota ran all over Michigan State. Ohio State, Maryland threw the ball all over Michigan State. There is no sign of that slowing down anytime soon. There's not a huge amount of evidence that Peyton Thorne's going to be able to become some sort of shootout game-winning quarterback for you anytime soon. And when you've got a team that's already sitting on four losses here, it's just not looking good for the rest of the season for them. They're done, obviously, as far as Big Ten contention goes. But as far as anything else that matters, like beating Michigan at the end of the season, is Michigan State even close? Like in the last two years when Michigan State did beat Michigan, Michigan's the better team. Everyone, I think, understood that or thought that going in. But you thought Michigan State had that chance. You saw what Michigan State was doing out there to be successful. Maybe not in the first year, but last year for sure. And now you come into this season and just lay an egg. It was a lot of transfers and other head coaches I know are going to have a field day using Mel Tucker's team as an example as to why the transfer portal doesn't work next season. But it is not working. And that's another team that, again, I'm with all these squads, I guess, all these teams with the falling stock. I don't think there's enough time left to really, really regroup and make them all that much better. The last team I have on my list is Iowa, another team from the West. Uh, Not the start you wanted if you're Iowa, of course. 
this team had the Big Ten title game hopes, as we've said so many times throughout this show. Uh, I was just not good right now. Maybe they can still be Iowa. I mean, I guess I'm still confident they can still be Iowa by the end of the season. But those are the strings you're holding on to with this team. And all these teams is that you know that they can be good while still being bad, I guess, if that makes any sense. That Wisconsin and Iowa are teams where they can play their sloppy styles of football. And just because they know how to grind out those kind of games and keep them close, they can still win them. Because the talent is there to get through the sloppy play, again, if that makes any sense. So with a team like Wisconsin and Iowa, those are really the things that you're hoping is that, yeah, it's looking pretty messy right now. But to be honest, it looks pretty messy when we're really good, too. So maybe we're not that far away. I'm just not comfortable with that being the only thing you have to lean on. And with both these teams, Iowa and Wisconsin, I feel like that's where you're at. All the other teams left in the Big Ten I have kind of in my neutral zone, kind of where we thought they would be at the start of the season. That that includes the bottom feeders, Indiana, Rutgers, Northwestern, even though Northwestern got that win over Nebraska. And it also includes a few other teams in the middle of the pack and the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, Michigan obviously has been playing how they've we've expected them to play, and that's insanely good, so I don't want to discount the Wolverines here. But as far as what you think of who the Wolverines are and what they want to be this season, right? This is a team that went into the season as we're pretty sure they're going to be able to beat everybody on their schedule pretty handily outside of Ohio State. That hasn't changed. I don't think that's changed at all. And because of that, I have Michigan in the pretty much same spot. I would say the only reason why they'd be up higher is because of the other teams falling down, like That Michigan State game doesn't look nearly as hard as it once was. Of course, Penn State this weekend is harder. But if you're looking, at least through my eyes, at what Michigan is, I still see them as that team that's going to win every game until you have to face those Buckeyes. And then it's still not close. For me to be buying Michigan stock, I have to be able to see something from J.J. McCarthy out there that says, hey, I'm a quarterback that can beat Ohio State. While he's looked really good, I just need him to have that big moment in a big game, and this Saturday is a prime opportunity to prove it to me. If Michigan beats Penn State here, uh, go ahead, put him up higher, put him into that stock rising, I guess, category that we have in the show we made today. Uh, Other schools, Maryland and Purdue I mentioned, kind of middle of the pack. Maryland's shown signs of being really good at football. I had them probably as... Uh, my first team out, if you're talking about teams with the stock rising right now. Talia Tungvaloa has been good. Passing game's been good. Uh, I believe this team can still be good. I believe they would be a contender if they were on the other side of the Big Ten. So that's where I have them with potential. But as of right now, still kind of where I thought they would be. Same with Purdue. In fact, if you're talking about just where I thought they would be, they would be in the falling category. But as things stand, Purdue middling in the Big Ten West, still in the race, of course, for that Big Ten West, and has played good games against good teams. I mean, lost in, uh, not overtime, but in the last second to a ranked Syracuse team now, lost in the last quarter to a really good Penn State team now, uh, lost to a Minnesota team that was ranked for a while at the time. Purdue's losses have been fine, and I think that had they not been losses, they would easily be up in that rising category, and they could easily have not been losses. So 
Those are where I have all 14 Big Ten teams from stock rising, stock falling, kind of where we thought they were the entire way. Coming up, we've got a couple of those teams who have been disasters this year who are in need of a new head coach. And we have a new head coach without a job who has shown great success in the college game. Could Matt Rule be a Big Ten coach before the end of the season? We'll go over that here to wrap up the show on Locked On Big Ten. Before any of that, though, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. There's a new flavor there, too. The Built Bars that you know, chocolate wrapped around an energy bar that gets you through the day without getting anything nasty in your body. They're now in Built Puff form. So instead of the chocolate around the energy bar, you have chocolate around marshmallow, and they're just infusing their classic Built Bar flavors into it. The latest cookie dough chunk puffs a light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course 100 percent real chocolate that they're covered in too head on over to built.com and see what i'm talking about and all the other flavors built has to offer and if you go on there and use our promo code locked on 15 you'll get 15 percent off your order that's locked on 15 at built.com to wrap up the show Big news made earlier this week in the NFL that could impact the Big Ten. The Carolina Panthers fired head coach Matt Rule just in his second year at the team. And now Rule looks back to college football. As things stand, he comes in as a failed NFL coach, but as someone who has done this not once but twice in building programs up from less than just rebuilding mode, but from nothing. When he got to Temple that first year, that team won two games. They were never under 500 again. When he got to Baylor after that, that team won one game and was dealing with the aftermath of the sanctions from Art Bryles. That team never went under 500 again. He has never failed in building a college football program and has succeeded twice. And because of that, despite how bad he may be in the NFL, Everybody at colleges and universities is going to completely ignore it. And this guy becomes, right away, one of the biggest candidates for head coaching jobs this offseason. If this has happened at the end of the season, he would be near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list with everyone available. Now it's happening at the middle of the season. And at a point where we have two Big Ten teams who also have coaching vacancies. Very unique that this is all happening all within a month of each other. And because it's so unique, I think we could see something really unique happen still in that one of these teams could pick up Matt Rule before the end of the season, before the end of the month, I think is a possibility even too. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are obviously the front runners for this guy because he fits everything. Uh, He has the culture that... People at colleges and universities love and Nebraska fans would love. He is a sure thing or as sure of a thing as you can get in this game. And coming off of what Scott Frost was, Nebraska is willing to spend all the money it can to get the most sure thing of coaches that it can. And the Cornhuskers fans would absolutely love if he got hired. Sooner the better. And again, Nebraska is going to be willing to spend the money. They have those kind of financial... uh, they have that kind of, what am I looking for? Jeez. They have the money. And they have the ability and want to go after a coach and get him. So when you combine all that together, 
I think Nebraska could be talking to Matt Rule like right now. I think Nebraska could say, hey, how soon can you get here and start coaching this team? Because not only is Nebraska a team that's looking for that kind of a coach and has an opportunity where that coach is there, but it has the opportunity with the coach there while nobody else is there to compete. Think about what could happen over the next few weeks. Uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma is lost three of four, is close to on his way to losing four of five here this weekend. Brian Harson at Auburn. That guy's been on the hot seat all season, has not done much to help himself. Those are two prime jobs. Auburn, Oklahoma. Two jobs that are up there with the best in the country. And if I'm a head coach right now, I'm probably taking him over Nebraska. If I'm Nebraska Cornhuskers at this moment, or the Wisconsin Badgers, if they decide they really want him to, but when I'm talking about the teams that I know, know are going to be willing to spend the huge money, it is Nebraska. But if a Big Ten team wants him, I say a Big Ten team has to get him now because there's going to be more competition in a few weeks and there's going to be huge competition at the end of the season. We know that. So at this point where you have such a unique situation where you have a top-notch school that has an opening midseason and a top-notch college football coach becoming available in the middle of the season, within weeks of each other, you go after it right now before Oklahoma fires Brent Venables, before Auburn fires Brian Harson and gets their name thrown in the hat too. Overpay for Matt Rule right now if he's who you want. Because if you wait, you're going to have to, one, pay a whole lot more if you want him, and two, maybe not even get him anyway. Because there are better-looking jobs on the horizon that don't have open seats yet, but could very well have open seats soon, and maybe even just because they know Matt Rule is out there. So act fast, Big Ten, if you want this guy coaching in your conference. That's just my thoughts on the matter. I think he's a surefire as you can get as far as safe head coaching hires go. So when you have the Wisconsins and Nebraskas out there that want those kind of coaches, now's the time. We'll be back tomorrow. I mentioned Jacob Rood is going to be here to go over Big Ten Media Days, his thoughts on everything we learned in Minneapolis, and also his thoughts in general for the basketball season as we get ready to tip off. It's, of course, maybe the most important time of the year for Big Ten fans. Football's always important, but in Big Ten season, basketball is a little bit something special, too. So I'm excited to get that going with us as well on the program. Of course, we're going to get into all sorts of football as well tomorrow and Friday as we start to preview the upcoming weekend. Penn State plays Michigan. Minnesota has a big game against Illinois for a battle of what would be one-loss teams. And we're going to go over that all before the end of the week here on the show. So tune in again tomorrow. I will be back then. And until then, go over to your team's Locked On podcast in the Big Ten and subscribe there. We're adding shows all the time. So if you haven't checked lately, go ahead and search Locked On Gophers, Locked On Nittany Lions, Locked On Cornhuskers, Locked On whatever it is you want. If you have a show for it, it's giving you everything you need to know every day on your team. So head on over to that and be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter too. Locked on Big Ten, one zero at the end, not T E N. I'm Nate Dickinson. On Twitter, it's at Nate with Sports. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Locked On Big Ten.